1: ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What are you giggling about over there?
2: That song. It's too late to apologize. It's referring to what we talked about oh. last segment. See, that's you quite know, funny. I, I need, I yes. need like
1: a um, a disclaimer, like a uh, like I need you to send me like little Apple notes. Like what this you, is the name of the song. This is why I'm playing it. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't want for. to insult
3: your intelligence. What yeah. what I'm yeah. for. It's, it's
1: okay. not an intelligence thing. I appreciate you looking out for me now after you insulted me the, the previous <laughs> couple of days. But I, it's not a matter of intelligence. It's a matter of Ignorance, right? Mm. I just I don't know unless it's uh, Motley Crue or Metallica. Know. I probably I'm not gonna. What's it called?
2: I don't. I mean, I, this is a
1: song. Apologize. About, Apologize. A song about Apologize. Bieber, right?
0: It's yeah, One Republic, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. One Republic Wonder and Timbaland. I
2: didn't know who was by. Just to give you Good. an idea, I just well, know I f- what the song
1: is. I feel a little bit better about that. I'm still getting pictures of people's gloves. You can go ahead and send those along at Travis Rogers nice. at Clinton Yates. Yeah. And I, I eyeballed your glove again as I was going by. <laughs> mm Hmm. Do you ever have this happen to you, where I I don't like it because I do like it?
2: Yes, because you don't have it, <laughs> right? Yes, that's called that,
1: envy. That's, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that's probably a cleaner way of saying it. That's, but that's called. Cool. I uh, I I. It looks pretty sweet, bro. I don't typically like the cream-colored leather on gloves. The navy blue has grown on me a lot. It's but got that a
2: teal accents yeah. with the oxblood piping or yeah. lining—it's pretty sweet. The guys, little, in, the guys in Omaha thought it was It's
1: quasi-America themed, a yeah. little red, white, and blue yeah. action going on there. And it's got your name stitched got into my it. handle on it, which is the coolest it part. really bothers me because I'd like to have that very, very much. But I do have a bat you do. that you brought me uh, one of the days. Okay, so halfway point in the Major League season, halfway point plus one. They played their uh, 82nd game last night. The Dodgers are in first place. The Dodgers have the best record in the National League. The Dodgers are one of the f- betting favorites in Las Vegas to yep. win the World Series. And yet it feels oddly unsatisfactor or uh, unsatisfying is what I should say. Because Walker Buehler hasn't pitched well, because Craig Kimbrel's kind of been all over the map, roller coaster. You've K- K- Cody Bellinger's having another down season. You've got Max Muncie, who's better of late, but not performing well. Same thing for Justin Turner, better of late, not performing well. Because it's Gonsolin and Anderson, it feels a little bit like you're slightly inflated. But the fact of the matter is, Yates, this is a team that had huge expectations they've met every single one that we thought they've just arrived at it differently than we thought they would do it.
2: I think a lot of Dodger fans have gotten into the habit of finding something to complain about every night because that's how they show that they're interested and that's fine. But here's what I'm here to tell you. The whole reason why you want to have depth and you want to have a farm system that matters is so that when stuff like this happens, you can just call guys up and move on. And this is a season in which their depth has shown tremendously. Now here's the problem. They won a lot of games early in the season, but June was their worst month by a mile. Mm -hmm. Their scoring was down. Their ability to hit with runners in scoring position was down. Guys who were supposed to be hitting were not hitting. It just The most recent month was the worst month, and so it's easy in that case, especially when you're barreling towards an all-star game in which you are hosting, everybody's looking at you all the time. It's easy to say, well, they're off kilter, and – It's true. More recently than not, that month of June was not what she wanted. However, and I say this all the time, people, because it's true, all the games count the same. Okay, so when you bank wins earlier in the year, I realize that there's momentum factors that matter here. But losses in June count the same as losses in April, count the same as losses in August. And they've got enough to be able to weather the storm here. You're not going to stay above the fray all year and expect that to be the case. Any season, never mind one in which you're trying to be, you know, win the battle of attrition and get to the World Series.
1: I'm going to draw a little comparison here between the Rams and the Dodgers. Okay. The Rams don't play their guys in the preseason. Right. They, they just, it's a Sean McVay thing. We're not, you're not going to see Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. They're not going to play. You're really not going to see very many starters. Maybe one here and there, but you're really not going to see them. So, who plays in those games? Backups. Yeah. Guys trying to make the team. Guys getting some important reps on team because what happens in every football? Guys get hurt all the time. You're going to have to have all of a sudden that Darius Williams last year's goes down, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, we can drop a Robert Rochelle in there. We can put another player in that spot, put Nick Scott in there, and whoever it might be. And A, they've played some meaningful minutes, mm-hmm. they've played some snaps. We got this. And now, by the time we get into the regular season and the injured player is back, now my depth is better than it was before because this isn't hey, it's the NFC championship game. Nick Scott, I need you to go in there and play. We do? Yeah. You no, know, okay. I've been I played half the year. I'm ready to go. Right. That's What's happening here? Yeah. This is what it is where nobody thought that you're going to need Tony Gonsolin to be 11 and 0. No. Okay. Nobody thought that Tony Gonsolin would be a front runner for the National League Cy Young Award winner. He doesn't have to pitch like this in the second half of the season. But when you get to October, and all of a sudden, Kershaw pitches his game and Urias pitches his game. And instead of doing – because, you know, Bueller will see whether he's healthy or not. You can run Tony Gonsolin out there and this isn't, hey, we need you in a pinch. We don't know what's going on. This man will have pitched a bunch of innings and had a great deal of success and take him out and put Tyler Anderson in or take the next guy out and whoever it is that all of a sudden, you know, Trace Thompson is here. He's got a bunch of at-bats at this point in the season. Yeah. That you put him in in October –
2: We're ready to go. I totally agree with that. And that helps not just from a fan perspective and a manager perspective, but I talk about this all the time, and I mentioned it before, from a teammate perspective. When you trust your guys, not just because you know in the back of your mind they can probably do it, but because you've been on the field with them, it matters. You know what I mean? And I think that Dave has done a pretty good job of managing this and being very honest. When he said what he said about Kimbrel, he's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's a signal to the rest of his guys that I see there's an issue here, too. And I'm not just going to big-time you from an authority standpoint and act like everything that I say makes sense. This is clearly going to be something that they figure out as a team.
1: This is – here's what Dave said last night. Craig Kimbrell, of course, came in the ninth inning, got the first two guys out, gave up a couple of weird hits, and then lost his groove and ultimately had to be taken out of the game. Alex Vezia ends up getting the save. But here's what Dave talked about pulling Craig Kimbrell before the end of the game.
3: Obviously, to finish a game is something that – he takes a lot of pride in, but I just felt that there was only diminishing returns at
1: that point. Only diminishing returns at that point. Wow. He takes a lot of pride in, but what he's saying is, I needed to win that game, and he. Would, it, I did not think that he was going to be able to close the not door. Not going to lie,
2: that's one of the more honest comments I've heard from Dave about an in-game decision in a long time. No question. No question. Long time.
1: And, and here's, the to your point, about teammates and culture and just, you know... Continuity. Continuity. And this... Hey, nobody is more important than the goal. The goal is to win the World Series. And this kind of goes back to last season when Kenley struggled a little bit. But Kenley had so much goodwill in the bank with this team, with that manager, with his teammates. that's yeah. Let him, let him figure it out. Let yep. him go. We're okay. Cody Bellinger, kind of the same city. Cody Bellinger was batting once Co- in Cody Bellinger is the
2: ultimate example of this, by the way. He Absolutely. made a couple of big plays two games ago, I yeah, believe. And that's a couple the, of runs. That's the kind of thing that you're like, you know he can do it in his spots, but if he's only popping in, in and out, he's probably not going to get there at all.
1: And that's the decision that I think is the hardest one for the manager to make, yeah. is that when do
2: I have to cut bait on a guy for the good of the team? That's what, that's what managing is, basically. When you press those buttons and when you pull those levers. It's not easy. Kenley it's Jansen, not, by the way, it, somebody kind of wish I throw that around. Just oh yeah, that, that, just, they, just when they not look, pulling that wound back open. I, I
1: was okay with them moving on from him because yeah. I think the best Kenley is behind us, is not ahead, of but he's still really, really good. And he's on a good team. And the guy that you got to replace him has not been up to it. it, yeah. it the batting average against is high, the earned run average is high, the, the all, all of the, There's a couple of weird numbers that you would think would correct themselves. I said last night the batting average on balls in play is 500. Wow. It's insane. <laughs> which means that these a the, lot of good luck's going yeah, on in yeah. there. And and, and, yeah, yeah. and that's actually a pretty positive indicator, which kind of brings me to this point. I think if you are a Dodger fan and you have that feeling, like a lot of Dodger fans do, that hey, yeah, this is good, but this is not what it was supposed to be Walker Bueller. It was supposed to be Max Muncy hitting another third. This is actually good news. Yeah. Because you are where you are without a lot of these things. By the Max Muncy's gonna hit. He's proven
2: right. that he can hit. Walker Buehler will come back at some point. Hopefully, Blake Trinan comes back at some point. Blake Once is the you, more important to this team than I think people want to realize. Once that, that that guy, even though he's not necessarily a closer, I think stabilizes the way that they set things up. I like Blake Trinan a lot.
1: You need him back for the simple reason that if Kimbrel can't, you do not have a clear cut. you okay, got to give, give Blake a he's shot. you got to
2: give Blake a shot.
1: Who else do you go to? I don't know. It's not Gratterall. It's not Vezia, it's not Bickford, it's not Brule, it's not no. any, it's 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 Trinan, and if it's not him, you know can I throw one at you? Who? Dustin
2: May. Is Dustin May well, so okay. Dustin May is arguably my favorite pitcher on this team. Not just because of what he looks like, but I think that the way he He's gotta look. He's got a look, which is a large part of it, <laughs> let's be clear. Six not, foot six. Not exactly six, the handsome community, but he's Wendy's in the, haircut. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's in the look at me community. Yes, he is. Um I just like the way that he throws. And I, to me, maybe because he's coming off of injury coming back, but I don't want to put him in a situation where I think he's a reliever for the rest of his career. No, 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 no.
1: That That's yeah. not – he is clearly a starting pitcher. Yes. He has Cy Young stuff. He has all-star stuff. But what do you need in the ninth inning of games? You need two, two things. You need, you need to have – Location that and heat. Yeah. You, you need – Strike out stuff, Yeah. right? You need just need flat out stuff and you need to throw strikes.
2: That's what I'm saying. Those Location, are the two you gotta things. You got to be
1: in the zone. Absolutely. He's Kimble's both of those not things. There. The back to back games is a little bit interesting because he's coming off of it. But, you know, look, what's. I know I just said it a minute ago that the ninth inning is different than the every other inning. Right. But as far as stress on your arm,
2: is it all that different? I don't Probably think not. So. Do you think he has. Okay, two things. When is he due back?
1: The. They were saying around the All-Star break. We're around. We are definitively around the All-Star break. Let's say
2: if it's even a month from now. Right. Sure. If it's August, fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea, especially if it's effectively, I don't want to say a stopgap. But certainly a relief effort. And, you know, pun not intended there. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's legitimately to spell a previous problem, not just to sort of experiment for the sake of experimenting.
1: Okay. Call in right now for your chance to win the Bash for Cash. If you're caller number five, you're going to want to give the Dodger or Angel player that will hit a home run and in what inning. And let me just, just let me explain this one more time for people that may be caller number four. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman will bat in the first inning. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani will bat in the first inning. Everything after that is kind of they may or may not. Mookie Betts hit a home run in the first inning last night. I'm just saying, this is a game you're playing some odds. Caller number four, bash for cash. We'll have it for you when we come back. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: All right, it is time for the Bash for Cash. We have caller number four, Mavi Corral from Orange County, is our winner. Mavi, how you feeling today?
2: I'm doing great, man.
1: All right, so you know how the game works. You pick either a Dodger player or an Angel player, uh, and you pick the inning in which you think they might hit a home run. If you win, you're going to get All-Star Future game tickets. You're going to get Celebrity Softball game, Extra Innings concert featuring Becky G. And if you get the right inning, we're going to throw in 100 bucks as well. So give me your player and give me your inning.
2: Sal in the first.
1: Who in the first? Mike Trout in the first inning. See Clinton, somebody finally gets the game. Yeah. Somebody finally gets the game. Great pick. Mavi Corral, Orange County picks Mike Trout in the first inning. Good luck, my friend, and uh, hopefully not only do you get the money, you uh, you get a chance to go see all of that stuff as well. Make sure that you're listening tomorrow when we're going to have another bash for cast, or bash for cash contest, I should say. And of course, you can come out to MLB All Star Saturday, July 16th at Dodger Stadium. One ticket, three great events. For tickets and information, visit AllStarGame.com. The All Star Game is. Guilty pleasure is the wrong word, but I know that I am in the minority of somebody who I look forward to it. I, I don't really care, like who pitches in what, what the do you works. like about it. Is the best way for me to it, ask it is, that question. It is one of those things where I like seeing all that just absurd talent in one place. The at pageantry, one time. yeah, yeah, and then the pageantry is great. I, I, they, these guys have heard me say this a million times. I love seeing. A Red Sox uniform next to a Yankee uniform, oh, yeah, next to a yeah. Blue Jay uniform, right, right. next to an Angel uniform. So you don't I, like I,
2: where it is now in terms of how they have a uniform, uniform, if you will. They, but they got the, they got uniform, I, they're personalized. It, it's just yeah. I, I,
1: like that. I like seeing Shohei Otani pitch to Mookie Betts. I know we get that occasionally, no, I get it. but it's just it's. I don't know. It could be a throwback to when I was 14 years old and it was really
2: important and awesome. But I love it. I think that the All Star Weekend is also. I mean, for those who don't know, like for the business of baseball and I mean that in terms of how everything works, not just what's on the field. It's, it's kind of the NatCon, you know, it's the national conference for, for what all of baseball is. And so all of these ancillary events, for example, here in Los Angeles, we're going to have the play ball stuff. That's right downtown here. We're going to, you know, you know, which will always be exciting in terms of energy and in terms of vibe and, I I like the All Star Game because I get to see all my baseball friends. That's that. That's a big part of it to me. Is that you're right? Everything being in one place does have a lot of value. The fact that it's happening right here in our backyard this year, fantastic.
1: Emily just puts something on the screen here. Uh, Mike Trout made his Major League debut 11 years ago today. Oh wow! And half half of America still doesn't know the sound of his voice. Wow. <laughs> For, but, you know it's funny because Trout came up, made his Major League debut. Yeah. Wasn't successful. Right. They sent him back down, and he didn't come back up again until. After the beginning of the following season. Right. And then he was Mike Trout. Right. Then, and, and, then and, and he has been since then. But if you would have said, hey, 11 years of what you get, which is three MVPs, I believe he's been in the top three six times. I think it's five. But, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there's a fourth or a fifth in there somewhere. Right. Um, and yet. My goodness. I, I think for my money, there's there's a very short list of greatest players I've ever seen. I think he's on the top of it. Okay. I'm not talking Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, you know, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. No. I, I didn't see him, so they're not right. on the list. Right. Those people are in the past. It's him, it's Griffey, and it's Bonds. Wow. Th- okay. th- th- those
2: are the guys. And, and very close to being the fourth name on that list is Ricky Henderson. Ricky, R- Ricky was a heck of a player. Bonds, to me, is on a different level just because – He kind of completely revolutionized the concept of plate approach. And, like, from a strict hitter standpoint, there's no real comparison for Bonds. But for all-around players, I think Trout is there in the Griffey discussion as well. I I really do. He does everything. He does everything except for get to playing games that people are excited to see. Oh, alas.
1: And and, and here we are, 11 years after his Major League debut, and they're in Baltimore. They lost again last night because Shohei didn't pitch. Right. Um, He's in a a little bit of a skid again, but you know he's Mike. He'll be fine. But it just—it's such a weird deal. Look, I can't think of a similar situation of another player in another sport. Think about—can I add an element to that? Because I think you're right. This is Los Angeles, and I know that Anaheim is a is a different beast. But you're talking about a city. That is, you know, John will come in here and jump up and down on the table. Star-driven town. Star-driven. Right. The Lakers, stars. The Dodgers, stars. The Clippers, stars. The Rams, stars. Yeah. The Chargers, stars. Right? You've got guys up and down. Shohei Otani is a star.
2: And then you've got Mike Trout, who's just kind of, oh, yeah, he's on the Angels. It's he's just He's a dude bizarre. from New Jersey. He's just another dude from New Jersey. I've said this so much, and this is, you know, we've talked about this earlier in the show baseball's problem was they expected fans to like guys just because they were good baseball players. And what major league baseball doesn't understand and what baseball writ large does understand as an outside of that specific league because hello this is a global game is that people don't necessarily like baseball players just because they're good players. That's not the only reason why people are drawn not to the yard. Not the only yard. reason, but he checks 9 of the 10 boxes. Again, how many people in America, how many baseball fans in America even know the sound of his voice? Yeah, well,
1: no, we, we, when I did the show with Kelvin a million years ago, we used to do a thing. Like, if you walk through a mall in Boise, Idaho, okay, and, and it's specifically <laughs> right. choosing Boise, Idaho. Sure. There's no football, basketball. there's right. It's Boise State and stuff. Right. Whatever else. High school. <laughs> whatever right? you got there. Shohei Otani walks through that mall. Everybody knows who that man is. 100%. Right? And if never, never mind LeBron James or Tom Brady. Forget that. They know who Shohei Otani is. Mike Trout goes and buys his uh, Cinnabon and
2: leaves, and nobody Good. bothers NEMs him. NEMs <laughs> has gotten, giving him no discounts. You know what I'm saying? Like, being a star is a real thing. And I, and I feel like there's all these weird people that argue, well, he's the biggest star. Major League of no, he's not. He's not the biggest star in. Me- He's not the biggest star on his own team. It's Otani, right? Or yes. Maybe Judge. Maybe Judge. But it's Otani and Judge, and that's fine. And so there's this weird subcadre of people who like to insult baseball because they say, "See, Mike Trout's the biggest, best player of the team, and nobody likes him. So what? There's plenty other things going on." You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be merit-based as to why people actually like you. And so when I look at these billboards around here and I see all these things on these buildings and these hotels and so forth, you said it yourself, a lot more Otani than Trout. And frankly, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, n- He's far more interesting. Correct. And, 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 he, and doesn't far, he doesn't even speak he English.
1: Has, he doesn't even speak English. He has this magnetism about yes. him that is, even if he doesn't speak English, you, If you just saw him in this mall, even if you had never, you you never watched, you never turned on ESPN in your life, right? okay? That guy
2: walks by, you're like, I don't know who that is, but that's an important person. I'm telling you, and this is my point, is that the not speaking English thing speaks to his star power. It's not the other way around. Dude walks in, you know you're dealing with a star. Kids know it. Players know it. Teammates know it. Fans know it. I just wish the league knew it better. Second, that emotion. The chemistry between Yates and Trav
1: is unmatched. Very Riggs and Murtoy. <laughs> I, I think of this. I'm Riggs, and I don't like that. I don't want to be Riggs. You know, you can be Murtoy sure. if you want to. getting too old for this nest. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's fine. R- right. I, I honestly he was a bit of a hothead. Like, yeah.
2: He wasn't un- the kind un- of character wildcard. you wanted. Yeah, not the kind of Breaking character Breaking his you shoulder want. against the, uh, the yeah, file cabinet. Good not good I, speaking I, I speaking of non-hotheads i just thought of something because for those of you who don't know how the business works we record promos we aired later and travis brought up something that was a mind-blowing situation for me on social media so i'm scrolling I? through ig and i see alan Slewa talking on a microphone he's not talking to you travis he has no interest in me he's <laughs> he's talking to steve mason And he's talking to Steve Mason's co-host, whose name I've forgotten at the time, on the the Pop Culture Podcast. And he's talking about his own personal life with the level of depth and introspection that I was not familiar even existed. Trav, what's going on, buddy? To to quote Sliwa, what's going on, buddy? It's deeply offensive.
1: (laughs) It is an affront to me as a human being and as a man.
2: I'm hearing about his upbringing. I'm hearing about, you know, old traditions from the old country, all sorts of things from inner San Diego working from the 90s. I'm like, where is this? Who is that guy?
1: All I know is, is that we've done a show every day for going on two years now. We talk for three hours a day, both on the air and off. I thought we were friends. I thought that we had reached a point in our relationship where we could open up a little bit. And no, he very hard cards, very close. to Yeah. You just But gotta Mason, ask. say that again. You just gotta ask. I, I have asked. Ask Slee is the I name have of the bitch. We ask him I every have, week. Exactly. And then Mason just says, "Hey, come on the
2: podcast," and it's like a therapy session. Wow. He's laying it all out. It's I couldn't super even. Super interesting. I didn't even. I haven't listened to the whole pod yet because I almost felt like I was seeing something I'm not supposed to be looking at. One of those <laughs> deals. You know I, what I'm saying? It bothered me. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to watch it.
1: Just out of oh, spite. you're boycotting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna start asking questions I, about things. I'm gonna deny myself right. something that
2: I'd actually like to know, just on principle. What you got to do is not unlike what the uh activity you deployed with Susan was, which just you know, just every once in a while, just sneak something in. Oh yeah, is that right? I heard that on your podcast. You know what I mean? Just sort of throw stuff out there and be like, oh, I heard that. Yeah, you talked about that there. You didn't talk about it here. How about that? It was. Sleep deeply, deeply offended. just opening up playing? on the sock. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Unbelievable, yeah. Love uh, it. Put it to you this
1: way I know that he's in San Diego this today, sure. I know that he's taking the day off today and well earned and well deserved, but I don't know what he's doing. Right? I said to him, We're walking out yesterday. The guy said, So you're going
2: to San Diego? Yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Everything okay? <laughs> yeah, no Dolma. Yeah, wow, you, you good? Yeah, yeah, see you Monday. I bet you mason knows every single thing but, about his itinerary, the, too. <laughs>
1: We the should only- ask Mace.
2: Ask Mace See, what Slee was doing. Taylor does a little bit of this too, and,
1: and I, I think they kind of both understand this. The less you tell me, the more I want to know.
2: Well, yeah, right. And also, like, this is radio, people. We got to live our lives out here. <laughs> but just, anyway, if you look haven't look listened to the Pop Culture Podcast and you thought that you might learn something about, I don't know, Alan Sleewa from the show that his name is on, you can go to the other show and learn a lot about him. From my understanding, <laughs> yeah, which is not a bad thing. He was a great on guy. On Sleewa's show, yeah.
1: we got nothing. <laughs> On the Mason podcast, we got the entire backstory. We got it all covered for you. Kevin Durant is expensive and, well, maybe expensive to the point of it being ridiculous. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So the picks are still coming in, Yates. Yeah, Carlos Garcia uh, just tweeted a picture to me of his glove. Nice. It is really, really sharp. Good job, Carlos. its uh, It's got... Red, white, and blue on it. It's it's a forty four brand glove. Right. Got a little stars and stripe in the forty four, and then on the thumb there's the Mexican flag in nice. the shape of home plate. Oh. It's
2: heritage good. heritage based. Yes. So for all of you people who are planning to come out to the ESPN seven ten um All-Star Friday event, bring your gloves. I'll have a catch with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying <laughs> we're gonna get a full long toss session in, but like if you wanna throw a couple balls, you know what I mean, and get it get it back and forth with, with me. Bring your gloves and we'll do it. I don't know what made me think of it. Maybe just you playing
1: catch with the fans. You know what one of my favorite stupid baseball things is? What's that? Joey Votto, first baseman for the Reds. Him running down foul balls so they can't on the road, so they can't be thrown into the seats <laughs> is terrific to me. Have you seen all the I have seen the this. Instagram yes. like If it's there's a fun. foul ball at the first baseline, like the, he's
2: racing the ball boy to get to it so it doesn't get flipped into the seats. Hey, man, got to do what you got to do on the road. But, yeah, I want to see you guys' gloves because you guys have done a great job of sending them to Travis. And if you're going to be coming out, we might as well all take some pictures with our cool pieces. There's some weird known.
1: glove out there that you and I are trying to figure out. It's yeah. got like a flask This guy's got a it? flask
2: in his glove. Emily, have you seen this? If you get into me and Travis's mentions, or I guess we can send it, some guy's got some glove. It's called – John Day
1: Fullerton is who it
2: is. It's called Glask. And it's got, like, a Capri Sun juice pouch <laughs> attached to the inside of the glove, which I don't understand. Like, let me tell you something. If you're in a beer league and you can't suspend the drinking whilst you're on the field, or you have a problem. Well, eh, I mean, let's not judge people here. <laughs> It's, I'm gonna judge. people I'm here. just saying that I would be okay with.
1: I've been known to walk to a position like to the green, perhaps carrying. Okay, my can but of the Coors green,
2: light. your position does not affect well, what you're doing with here, your teammates because there's
1: no team. Rather than wear the glass, <laughs> okay, where you've got your. By the way, great description. Yeah, pre- how did sun, that get past the sharks on the, Shark Tank? Can, can pre-sun pouch, like stapled to the pack of a <laughs> of a toy from Toys R Us. <laughs> right, right. Just take your your beer out to third base and put it in foul territory. Who are you and fooling? And exactly. Just go for it. Smoke yeah.
2: the beer. Throw the can away.
0: I'm just worried about like a, a surprise ball coming t- towards you, like mid drink, and then you spill everything. Right. Like, trying to catch it with the ball. It's a I'm beer. Like, that's it's gonna not be a diamond ring. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about this, the the glass. That we're, right. The, yeah.
1: This doesn't about. seem yeah. very functional. Yeah, it just feels know, like I it's mean, hard. I'm just trying to get yeah. the the functionality yeah. Yeah. Sorry, of where guys. the spout comes out. Do you get one of those plastic straws and just pop it in the bottom? Yeah, no, I don't. Not All right. So up. there's a report out there, uh, speculation, a rumor. I shouldn't say a report. That implies a certain thing. There mm-hmm. are rumors out there that the Nets asked for the most ridiculous package you've ever seen from the Lakers to try to get Kevin Durant, which included Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and basically every pick they're going to have between now and when the NBA ceases to function as an entity. He's going to move, I think, eventually. But this is the thing you can't, you, you mentioned it earlier. A, let's, let's come up with some things that actually you would at least stop and say, hey, let me have a discussion about this before I call you. But th- that is such a no, – come on, man. Right. What are we doing here? It's not even a starting place worth dealing with with any reason. So what are they doing? Is it just, hey, we tried to trade you, nobody said yes, and they're going to try to muscle him into playing for them? Because any deals like – like the Kyrie stuff for Russell Westbrook, it doesn't fit perfect, but it makes some sense. Yeah. And maybe
2: there's a pick. for incentive. Kyrie's got one year on his deal. Russell it, Westbrook it is coming up. Kevin Durant has four more years on this deal. I, don't th- I think that the Nets are looking at this as they're trying to, I don't want to say show up Kevin Durant, but they're trying to point out to him, you asking for this right now is pretty ridiculous just in terms of everything you are and everything the league is right now. And so by going out and kind of overextending and exaggerating, you're saying, well, hey, this is your market value. Do you think you're worth less? You kind of put it in KD's uh, court and you say, well, if you think you're worth less, well, then let us know. Because we don't, and it's kind of a backdoor way of giving a compliment to the guy, but the problem is this. They're now trying to do star treatment for guys when they were treating stars like they were just another dude back two years ago yeah. when they were trying to put the team together. This is the problem with having an organization that doesn't exactly know what they're doing and the Nets are showing their behinds. Well, it, it kind of comes
1: back the other way, too. You know, it's 12 years ago today that LeBron made the decision, which was the beginning of player Of all this, yeah. Right? And they're... I'm okay with it. I'm okay with players having a very powerful voice in where they play, who they play for, sure. and, and even to a point of who their teammates are. It's, right. Whatever. It's fine. I don't I don't hate it.
2: That's not a but, fundamental problem.
1: R- right. But what I do have a problem with is this – hey, I, Kevin Durant just signed a very long contract you for did. huge dollars. Great. But the second it's not the way that I wanted it to be, you can't say, well, send me to the Suns or send me to the Heat. It doesn't work quite like that because – I need to get something back that is at least close to what you're worth. There's very little that's worth there's, as much it's as it's hard Morant. to be worth that. It, yeah, it, it really is. So the answer is, hey, look, I tried, but there's no deal. You can, I guess, you can not play if you want, but right. you're gonna have to play for me. There wasn't something that works for me. You signed it. I know you don't like it, but let's let's figure this out together as we move forward because I'm not just gonna move you because you asked me to.
2: And I think that that's reasonable from the Nets, but the problem is that all of the previous things the Nets did, they also undermined a little bit of their own credibility in that station because you let Kyrie goof off and do whatever he wanted. You see what I'm saying? You hired a coach that never had coached anything in the NBA. You've tracked your points to the to the place where Kevin Durant's probably got the most basketball credibility in that room, but he's also asking for the most. And so this is, again, this is why when you look at teams like the Warriors, you look at teams like, to some extent, the Thunder, who know what they're doing now that Presti's there – did the, you see Kenny Lofton just? I mean, just beat totally not at a chedder. What are they call the thin <laughs> towers. I don't know how long that's going to work, but I just feel that like culture in the NBA, it, it matters, and it's not just one in which. You say it's your way, and all the people fall in line. It's one in which stars feel motivated enough to stay. That is the hardest thing to do in the NBA these days, and I feel like more and more franchises are realizing that's not a given just based on your salary. I don't even know what the the argument for Kevin Durant of being upset about. Well, the argument is very simple. If you can't keep Kyrie— Kyrie's a crazy person. I I get it, but I know that— like. If if he likes Kyrie and he thinks he can win with Kyrie but, and you can't deal Kyrie either for somebody that matters, this is basically his way of saying I ain't playing with no Russell Yeah, Western but, n- but now
1: we're back to where we were before, which is that – just
2: because you thought you could make Kyrie Irving behave like a typical NBA player, that's your fault. I don't know they, about that. I agree with that because that to me is what the purpose of the franchise is. That's where I get to the culture point. Because yes, you're the star, and it might be your fault, but it's ultimately the team's responsibility to get these guys. How do you in a make a crazy person uncrazy? I don't know the answer to that. But what I'm saying is that Kyrie, I mean, excuse me, Kevin Durant doesn't have to hang around to find out. In his opinion, and I don't know that I agree the, with that from an honor standpoint. Right
1: there in front of him, Clinton. They, they, they this weren't was- that good. This was not a, hey, what the heck happened to Kyrie? Why is he doing what he's doing? This was, well, this is what he did in Cleveland. This is what he did in Boston. Yeah. This is what he did in in Brooklyn. And for Kevin Durant, well, you know, you guys can't control this. You're the one that decided to come here. You knew he was going to be here. I guess that's
2: true. And because he got there second, it's a little different of a discussion. And I don't think that Kevin Durant is asking for too much. I think he's on the Nets to start the season. I I think he is to start the season. Because otherwise, what are you going to do? All these guys asking for seven, eight players. There's no player in the NBA worth five players. There's just not.
1: Well, the other, or the other apparent deal that was floated was to Minnesota: Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first rounders for that's Keith. insane. But so, what do I have in in Minnesota right. at that point? I got Kevin Durant and no picks.
2: And a bunch of guys that Jimmy Rudy Butler Gobert. didn't want to play with either. Yeah, Rudy a, Gobert, right? Rudy Gobert, awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I just I, I think that people overestimate. And this is this is a separate discussion. and I know we're over it a little bit. Transaction Twitter has kind of ruined the NBA. Because everybody acts like there are just theoretical deals out there that can just kind of exist that they have a standard in their mind. Oh, yeah, well, you can get three firsts in and in a guy for him. And you're like, hold on, who are you actually talking about? Mm-hmm. Because teams don't have these picks, and what players are you specifically referring to? You can't just generally say, that guy's worth X. What are you actually referring to? We have the players. We know the rosters. It's not just as basic as those generalities.
1: How many teams could you put Kevin Durant on for next season that you feel like,
2: okay, they went from a good team to they're a team team. Without decimating the entire team? I can't think of one. No. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, this is not just a theoretical conversation about whose value is worth what. There's actually a league here. This isn't a simulation. There's real-life stuff that you got to figure out. And – Kyrie is going to be there too now, I think he will move eventually i do too
1: I, I don't think he will move before the beginning of this. This is going to have to be one of those they're playing a game of chicken and and, and yeah. it's a it's a two man game of chicken between the Lakers and the nets right that If the reporting is accurate, sure, which is there is not a market for Kyrie Irving outside of los angeles they're the The, the, the Lakers okay. are interested, but the rest of the NBA is doing what I was just saying like yeah. hey, this guy like we know he's great't need it i't don't, I don't need him in my life okay yeah. i no. You just got to play. You just got to wait. Because they're going to hit that point where we just got to get this guy out of here. Well, I mean, we it- just got to get him out and the Lakers probably I know that they've handled the Russell Westbrook thing delicately since Starvin ham has been the coach and diplomatically but there's no question they would love to move on from that they know that it doesn't work and it, it
2: just makes too much sense for it not to go down ultimately don't sleep though on what the next possibilities could be if ben simmons actually plays that's a big x factor in this i i get it there's a lot of ifs ands and buts but if he plays and all of a sudden kyrie and kd decide they got their own little big three that could be something for a
1: ah, year is there any chance that You've got a Kyrie Russell Westbrook on different teams, but they're not traded for each other. That's the because that's it, a good it, question. It, yeah. it it, it does. The Lakers, I think, would like to move on, but they, we we talked about this a second ago. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. No, no We're they're not, playing not, playing, not no. doing no, that. That's not happening. But maybe if you, you make the deal, you just send him home. You just say like this. Thirteen buyout. Whatever. For a team. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. just doesn't feel like that is uh the, the future of this entire deal. No, it the just, Nets it, are moving in the wrong direction. Does it make me a huge dork that I like driving around the city and seeing all the banners with the baseball players
2: on it? <laughs> yes. I'm like, sure ooh, ooh, Stanton. Look, <laughs> you're, it's You're, Tim you're the guy. He's the guy in the hotel lobby, like all those creeps with their baseball cards out, and they're like, hey, can you sign this? No, hey, can okay. you sign this? I, you're stealing the signage from, like, the different tables and stuff, like the Mandy's ones, like the listeners I, who are taking all I, that stuff from I the I don't – <laughs> it's not my lane, right? Like, for instance, for instance
1: if I walked, I walked over to get a cup of coffee with Berg this morning, yeah. right? If – Tim Anderson was standing in line in front of me at Illy. I'd give him a little, I'd give Berg a, hey, that's Tim Anderson, right? But I'm not going to, I just want to see him. I just want to say, oh, there T. he is. He's a cool dude, too. Like, I don't,
2: I'm not going to, I don't need the picture. I don't right. need, okay. To, I just, I just like seeing. I'll believe them that in the when wild. I see it. When we're walking around this weekend, I'll believe that when I see it. I'm He's going to be like, oh my God, Shohei, can, can I, I, I talk to your interpreter?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. I would, I don't think, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I would stop and ask for a picture right now. That's a good
2: question. I don't. You'll never know until it happens.
1: Yeah, I've only asked for a handful along the way. Okay, I, there's two that I can think of off the top. No, three: George Brett because he's my all-time favorite player, sure. and when I had a champ, chance to meet him, did it. Great guy. Loved every minute of it. Cal Ripken, similarly, good guy. Not my number one player, but right. Cal Ripken. And the other one was Jim Hill
2: oh wow yeah all right jim hill you know, at the super
1: bowl month. Like, the legend this if you would have told 15 year old travis that this was going down <laughs> right now not a chance in hell i love it that i'm sitting with jim hill watching the rams in the super bowl nice That's and i said cool. i, I kind of gave jim an all i said uh we're taking a picture together <laughs> let me explain Need why you to know we're doing this. what we're doing it here. was great the dump is coming up next it's Travis slee yates is in for slee next on 710 espn buddy of mine just corrected me um, I have asked for a fourth picture. I forgot. It oh, is, and it's I, the other ones are not on my Instagram. This one is. You oh, can okay. find it if you dig through it. Cato Kalen. Cato <laughs> Kalen. Yeah. Wow. The yeah. America's House guest. America's so it's a bar not far from where we live that we'll go grab some beers at occasionally, and they it's not like a place that has like live music or anything like sure. that or a stand up nothing. But one night it's like the place was oddly crowded, and there was like this little stage set up. We're like, what? What's going, what's going on? What's going on in here? Kato Kalen? I'm like, well, what's he going to do? Like, does he do an act? Right. Like, what, like, what does he do? A, a, a hot five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know what it was, wow. but he just kind of was there, talked a little bit, and then took some. I'm like, well, of course I'm getting a picture with Kato. Right. Yeah. What are
2: the chances that Kato Kalen is at Key's birthday party? It's not zero. I was going to say non-zero chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. Yates be making an appearance. Mr. Yates is making an appearance. Right. These 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 plans have been confirmed. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to buy a new swimsuit for the party.
1: Oh, all right. I you know Two what? Two piece. We're going to have to. <laughs> we're going to have to make. A, I, I you know what? I may enlist you in some. Um, fu- uh, how do I want to? We're going board some, shorts, some shorts. Sartorial board shorts. I have sh- board shorts. You, I I know shirt. that. And I have nice casual shirts. If okay, that makes sense. But. The invitation was specific about it is a pool party turned into a night. I don't have nightclub stuff. Right. Well, was my board shorts going to I don't cut think it? you.
2: Well, I mean, frankly, the text I got from Key said, it's a pool party. Okay. Don't dress to go to then, the then club. I'm, I'm going with that. Said, think Vegas. Okay. That's what I was told. Well, I like to stay away from the Vegas pool. Well, well. you know, that's a But we, we could do so.
1: it. Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL,
2: believes that the NFL Sunday ticket will be on a streaming service by the fall. That means that DirecTV will be a completely unnecessary service by the fall for most people most Re- people i reg- know have direct- regional sports network sure but let's be honest most people we know have direct tv because they want either the games or they want sunday ticket you or rather red zone you don't even need cable or rather you don't even need direct tv for red zone anymore so there are most people are already halfway out of the door on that i think this is a blow for direct tv
1: the it, yeah, yeah for sure because that that obviously was the exclusive thing that they had that no one else the, the red right. again but it's hard for me to answer because the, the opportunity to see the Lions play the Vikings on it like I don't really the, the best games are on network television, Correct. they're on prime time, they're on ESPN, on Monday Night Football. That you gotta really want your out of market team
2: seventeen times a year to be a Sunday. Basically day to day. you gotta be a bar you know what I mean, in order for that to be viable for you because there are going to be people that are coming in definitively demanding one game a week. It's Bad
1: news for DirecTV, I, I agree with you on that, but th- this just feels like the way that it's going to be, that all yeah. of these things are going to be on a streaming platform.
2: I agree, and that doesn't necessarily make a good thing for the consumer because this stuff is all over the place and it's not easy to find.
1: And it's expensive. Yeah. It, it, but this—I mean, if you would have said five years ago, hey, you know what, the, the NFL is going to do a deal with – Amazon, Amazon, or or, yeah. or, or Netflix, that they're going to put that there. That would have seemed weird. Now it seems perfectly True. normal. It's totally normal. Perfect. Al-, Al
2: Michaels normal. on Amazon. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Weird. And, but you know what, you, When you other than the fact you have to wait thirty seconds for it to kind of boot up, yeah. there really is no difference. No, there's
2: not any difference. It, the, the
1: distinction is long gone. Lindell White, former USC running back, uh, NFL running back, said that he expects SC to win ten games, or it'll be a disappointment. Do you, do you agree with that?
2: Uh, no, I don't agree with that because I think what'll be a disappointment is if they don't win the Pac-12. That's what's going to be a disappointment. How many games that's going to take to do? They could win 10 games and not win the Pac-12 is what I'm saying. Like, so separately though. Lendale White is my favorite USC Trojan of all time, so I need more Lendale White. Why Lendale White? Lendale White, first of all, he wore 2-1, which is a you know <laughs> okay. the number of fraternity that I... I this was a Were you a Tim thing. Duncan fan because of that, too? Deion Sanders was my favorite athlete of all time, and he wore 21, so I, I have an affinity towards guys that wears the number. Two, he did the dance. And three, so when I did the Nissan Heisman House uh, last year here, which was a promotional thing that I did, I was just sprinkling in Lendale White trivia throughout the course of the day. Why were you at the Heisman House talking about a non-Heisman Trophy winner? Well, because that's a part of what we do. But we were talking about USC Trojans, and I love Lendale White. Leinert and Bush, get in on that? No, more Lendale, please. People sleep on Lendale. That guy scored a ton of touchdowns. You know, he was great. He was yes. a great, great football, football player. player in college. By the way, he
1: was the guy that was smashing Texas in that game. Yeah. Smashing People them. People always
2: think about Reggie Bush. Yeah. Lendale White was the most productive back on that team.
1: No, he was, he was absolutely fantastic. The, SC could win the Pac-12. SC could... Get into the – look, if SC wins the Pac-12 and only has a loss or none
2: – They're going to the thing.
1: They're going to the thing. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> they're going to go – A whole other story. to
2: why I don't think they need to join the Big Ten, but whatever. They – but they don't need to join the Big Ten – you're not increasing your chances of going to the college football playoff by joining the Big Ten. Nope,
1: probably not. But what you are doing is increasing that number at the end of your bank statement Conference by by a giant. It's, 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 a, it's the Mountain West. The second those two teams left, the Pac-10 is now the Mountain Fight West. Fight on. How what? about
2: roll out? You get it, though, right? Yeah, I get you, it. You get it. I, 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 hate I also it. have a reasonable amount of dignity. I this hate it. Dude, come on. I know, but I'm just saying, again, they you know get what? to have a golf team you know because what? of this. Let me explain. They you get this to dude. have No, a we're in your wheelhouse. Team. They don't get to they they would have that anyway. No, What's the would. baseball team gonna look like? At SC and UCLA?
1: Yeah. Kind of what it looks like. What's it like going to look
2: like when you're playing in Piscataway on Wednesday in the rain? I don't know if they'll do that. I mean, if I know, I'm a baseball player and I'm going to say, oh, hey, coach. Oh, yeah, you want me to go all the way across town? You want me to be in West Lafayette on a Thursday morning playing a doubleheader? No. no. How about I'll go to Pepperdine? But what? No, you're not going to Whatever. Pepperdine. Whatever. I'm I mean, saying. Like, no, if you're that's, a kid the that's the point. Not, they're going to get the same kid. I don't know that. If you're not playing, I don't know. Anyway, this is a whole other
1: UCLA The kid going to UCLA is still going go to because you can go play Michigan and Nebraska. You're still going to play SC. You could play you're them anyway. Gonna, you're still going to play Stanford. You're
2: still going to play Oregon State. Yeah, but you got to be in these other places. And when you're in college, hanging out in craps, whole towns is not exactly what you want to do. If Cali was on the menu, James Harden's going to take a $15
1: million pay cut next season. He's going to sign a new two year deal with Philly, player option in year two. That, according to uh, Shams.
2: I'm actually pretty impressed with this from James Harden. Not the kind of guy I expected to do something like this in order to try to retool his roster. I think it's a mature move on his part. He knows what he's worth. Taking a step back makes sense. I actually think this probably gets a lot of the heat off of him, too, for whatever happens next season. With the I Sixers.
1: do think it does that. Yeah. I think that's really good. And, like, anybody that's willing to give back $15 million, good, good on you. More power to that's you. That's a yeah. lot of that's, money. That's
2: clearly not the Travis
1: if, Rogers if, game plan. If,
2: hell no. If you've got to go sit in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, for four hours a weekend.
1: For $15 million? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I would very much like to see somebody slide that proposal in front of you no, and see I, you say no.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. However, it hasn't happened yet. No, so I will continue to criticize I, I would it be okay until if, it does.
1: If I were Doc Rivers, if I'm Daryl Morey, I, yeah. I like the flexibility that this gives me. I like that the um announcement to the, the the rest of the team that maybe we can go do some other things. He's a team player. What I well, that's what would really Allegedly. indicate the, the ability of being a team player. Maybe we show up and play every day. Maybe we get in shape. Maybe we get in shape. Maybe the shot selection changes a little bit. don't kind of ebb and flow depending on our mood on any
2: given night. Right. If this is just a reason for him to continue to be lazy in their minds, that's not good for business. DoorDash
1: had a glitch on their platform that briefly allowed people to order free stuff, food, tequila, whatever you want. Oh, wow. Uh, A spokesman said that the company experienced a payment processing issue on Thursday night and allowed some users to check out without an authorized form of payment for a short period of time.
2: How do you learn that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm in the process, like I don't it, it's automatic anyway cuz my stuff is stored. You know what I'm saying? Like at what 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 button doesn't come up, Emily? But think about this,
1: right? So you go to order your
2: DoorDash, right? And you
1: get to the payment page. Right. And you but if all of a sudden it doesn't you let's just it say it just delivers? You, you just clicked order if you haven't put in your visa, right. it goes in. You have well, to do your visa. Well, the thing visa. is, I've already put it in. But no, maybe you haven't, because okay. sometimes you have
2: to select, right? You have right. to select. You want the visa, the MasterCard, the Amex, whatever it is. What I'm saying is that auto-pay users probably wouldn't have figured this out because you're already auto-paying. You know I what was, I mean? I like, was trying it, to see And then Twitter
0: glove. gets going, and then you all see it. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you know you what like it's that? time to do, Yates? Yes. Wow. yes. It's time for
1: Super Crosstalk. Let's do it. So, John, I saw you come in and pick up Clinton's glove, and yeah, you, your, yeah. your commentary on it was spot on. Like, you're like this
2: is going to last you forever. It's a real yeah, baseball glove. Yeah, that's a solid glove. glove. Yeah. That, Are you a baseball that. glove guy?
4: Oh, yeah. I still have two of them from when I grew up.
2: How? How about that? that, that yeah. was, that's an upset. One.
4: That's an upset. I didn't <laughs> expect that. One, a Tom Seaver glove. That's the awesome. you know how there's always oh, sure. yeah, six the, the inside. inside. Somebody in there and the other one does is it's just like
1: this. It's not like signed by anybody. Okay. we Because Clinton and I have spent a decent both amount of time by, talking about the Yeah, you're of time you're there. a heart of the hide guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're not an eight two thousand base. Do you have any I, old gloves? I actually
3: went and bought a new glove.
1: Okay, for really. Next week. Did you buy a softball glove or a baseball glove?
3: I bought a softball glove okay. since we're playing softball. What kind of? I, I, I took a softball, put it in the glove, then I tied it up. Right. You know what you're supposed to do to sort of. Supposed to? Yeah. yeah that, by the way, that's a, yeah. That's yeah. a. That, that, that's a that's is a that, rook, that not a true that's a
2: thing? No, you no don't do that. everybody. Hold on. Here's the Not want to. You can, on, I, can I don't I don't to do that if you don't do anything else, but for the simple reason that you do at some point have to shape the glove. But the best way to shape the glove is by playing. Ball. Yes. That's it's what well, I was just going to say. Like Very few opportunities had, between now and then. <laughs> just play catch. Play what I'm saying, just
1: play I catch. No, you out true. at the park taking ground balls. Yeah, yes. Shagging balls. flies in the yeah. outfield. Get yeah. fungo- the fungo. Get the fungo.
3: You <laughs> you know, wall. I did go to the batting cage. Okay. Uh one oh, uh, It actually, I'm I'm a good contact hitter. I'm okay. Not, I do not anticipate getting it out in the infield.
2: Get.
1: I do not
3: anticipate getting it over the wall.
1: You got any speed? Speed meaning getting the first base no, in no, a none. timely none fashion none whatsoever <laughs> okay? none so none we're not as speed so as none the captain of our team yes. okay i think our opportunity is small ball yeah oh no question I, I think look, that's all Move, our move the
3: runners along Chad, let me just go let me, let me give the you the a few numbers along. here 35 30 20 and 15 okay?
1: okay what are
4: those numbers those those are the percentages of exactly where Mason will injure himself. 30, 35% lower leg injury because he's playing with, uh, what do you got, nine screws and a plate? Nine screws and a plate. Uh, <laughs> upper body injury is 30, just because, yep. you know, mace plant. Head, head injury, 15, because he's yeah, done, that I've done that before. And then other yeah. is, is 20. Wow. But Mason Mason gets hurt every time he tries to do anything. Yep. He's the least athletic person I've ever seen, <laughs> and it always results in injury, and I just don't know where the injury will occur. So this, right.
3: my, originally I said, okay, I'm going to DH, I don't want to play. Well, there's no option. I was going right? to say, play you play field. Be on the field, yeah. Right? Now, I will say that at one thirty, officially on the show, I'm going to name our starting pitcher. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we're going to name our starting. Okay. pitcher Are you just at doing this unilaterally?
1: Are you consulting the analytics? You, or are you
2: going to well, bring people? Had, yeah. How is the front
1: office
3: breakdown? Yeah, I had, had a conversation with multiple people and decided this was our best option. By the way, okay. Amanda and Greg did a terrible job picking teams.
1: We are the underdogs. Yeah. The underdogs. We are the decided why they underdogs.
4: Do, especially with all the history we have with it, why wouldn't they have done a snake draft? A draft? Have yeah, Cap and have
3: Mason so much draft.
4: A yeah. draft would have been fun. That would have been, they blew a huge
3: opportunity yeah. there. Yeah. Well, so I,
1: I'm not trying to spoil the surprise other than it better not be me at 1.30.
3: So look, I got a, I got a couple of questions yeah. uh, for people. First of all, you said first base. Yes. I think we might need your glove at a different position. Hold on. I'm, I'm ex- willing le- to
1: entertain that possibility. Let me explain something to you. Why me? are yeah. you
3: ignoring my Kelly Leak I, idea. I'm not.
1: I'm not. But, but the outfield could be a potential landing spot Put for
4: Travis in center and tell him to track down any ball he can get. Just run over his own teammates to get to the ball. Let, no. me, <laughs> let me
2: explain why you need Travis on the infield, specifically okay. at first base. Okay. You need Travis to direct traffic. In right. terms of everything do, that, that, that happens, center. it's not the same experience. When you're at first base and you're telling people where to go with the ball, when situationals are happening, mid-go, the person at first base is the person that you naturally kind of listen to. That's where you need Travis. As much as you need the glove, you need the awareness. I, would the well, I also
3: feel like there are going to be some uh, somewhat errant throws that maybe Travis is going to be able to